Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of My Dog Will Eat My Face. For the most part, all is quiet on the Western Front. I have not experienced any new calamities, (laughs) no new falls or dangers, or anything else that could possibly befoul my very existence. So I'll take that as a good win. However, one significant change did occur, and that is family members paying for caretakers to spend some of their time to essentially watch me and do things around the house that I cannot otherwise do. To me, it's difficult to accept this because I struggle to accept favors from people and I get bereft with a feeling of guilt. Knowing that there's people cleaning up after me, tending to me, making sure that I'm safe fills me with guilt. And it fills me with guilt that my loved ones are ponying up a substantial amount of money to make this so. That's probably the worst part of it for me. So in this episode, I want to address that. That is the sense of guilt. And what one can do with it. So I'll explore it from my perspective and explore If there is any alternative, I don't know if there is or if there isn't. And maybe somehow through this, through these thoughts, I can come to peace with this reality and accept it for what it is and not feel this terrible, terrible guilt. I'm sure lots of listeners can relate where family or loved ones, friends even, help out to the fullest extent. Then again, maybe not. Maybe that's just me. I've lived my whole life so independently, ferociously independent. It's extremely difficult for me to accept help in any form. But here we are. (laughs) I'm accepting help. Red letter day. But I do feel guilty for it. And I hate that feeling. So, 
come with me and perhaps I can quell such a feeling and accept the good nature of those who are providing for me without the associated guilt. So as I deal with the guilt of accepting others' help, I actually am pulled back in time to some of my days back in the Orlando jail. where one of the tasks that we were given was to actually forgive ourselves for the damage that we had done. Because you have to see a lot of what my angst is, is that By taking from others, I feel as though I'm damaging them. And I love that feeling. So, I'm wondering if my forgiveness to myself that I wrote so many years ago would possibly help me. I'll try to give it a read here. And before I start, forgive the occasional long pauses or the occasional stuttering or misspeaking. I'm literally reading a handwritten note. And I'm very valuable when it comes to reading, even my own handwriting, uh, especially my handwriting, because I write like a like a doctor or a mass murderer. <laughs> my handwriting is just terrifying. So I'll I'll try to read through it. Where I was given a task to forgive myself. Maybe from that I could relearn to forgive myself for taking money from my loved ones for this support. So, with your kind words, I'll move forward. My dear self, I won't insult your senses by stating that I hope this letter finds you well. We are both acutely aware your predicament 
So, I promise to not fabricate any pretenses. Regardless, I can say I hope this letter finds you better, better than how you were when you left Denver. That is, perhaps now, with a cool and clear head, I can express to you my thoughts regarding those dreadful events in December. Those events that brought you to where you are now. To think that on the 9th of December, you and your ex were enjoying a delightful meal in Cherry Creek, consuming live sea urchins, no less. I applaud you for your decadence. I confess that I'm still shocked that in less than a month, your ex would serve you divorce papers. The, the descent from that lovely evening was certainly expedient. Events happen so quickly, in fact, that it's difficult to visualize or recall the sequence that transpired. Don't worry. My dear self, I'm not writing to salt your wounds and relive all those terrible memories, but I do wish to address them. I recall virtually, excuse me, I recall vividly how in a subsequent evening after that dinner on your way home from work you impulsively decided to purchase some vodka at the store I believe this was right when the second phase of Patel discovery was in full swing and the possibility for being disposed again was quite stressful. I'll do a break here. See, I used to work in the legal world, so here I am complaining about legal stuff. I'll end that insertion now. I'd hazard to guess that it was precisely this stress that triggered your ill-fated binge. And few can blame you entirely. But, my God, man, why did you let it get 
to you and command your vices so well. Did you forget your own capabilities and past? Did you forget yourself? And what of your ex? If you went to them and not a bottle, I'd be surprised if any of the subsequent events would have happened. Alas, so they did. Again, I'm not writing to wallow in the past, but rather to discuss the present. I know how despondent you were when your senses told you what you had done especially to your ex. Inadvertent as it may have been, I ask you, though, to consider this. That despondent feeling and inability to forgive your own actions are precisely why you must forgive your actions. It's clear that these foolish decisions that you made were not only myopic, but done contrary to those principles and virtues that define you. Among these are rationality, loyalty, compassion, reliability, by virtue of you still holding on to these principles today as your now sober self it illustrates that these essential components of your being are intact more so your unwillingness to forgive your own actions that violated your core ethos underscores, my dear self, that you were and remain a good man. Embrace this observation for your life may depend on it. Your virtues 
your core survives. And because of this, I forgive you. I forgive you for all those events that transpired in December. Even though fallout from those events and well-placed angst may continue, I implore you to make use of your reborn mental clarity. Stay true to your own virtues, no matter how defiant or painful. Excuse me. Only when you become a man different from yourself do you truly face potential failure. Stress, hardship, privation, and even despair will come and go. The virtues and means that form the character form, excuse me, your character are the currency that will see you through all these hard times. If you yield these values to embrace cowardice or self-destruction, then and only then are you betraying yourself? Those who love you and your good nature. Be strong, my dear self. You deserve to enjoy these virtues and the benefits that accompany them. One more thing. Not only must I forgive you, and so too must you, for the aforementioned reasons, there is also one other paramount reality you must consider. While anyone else in this vast world who can elect to forgive you or not, your choices are self-evidently narrowed. A friend can seek a new friend. A lover, a new lover. An employer, a new employee. You, however, can't seek, in the material sense, a new self. You must forgive yourself. 
because your being is the only one you have or shall ever have. Any alternative is unspeakable. When faced with the choice of self-destruction or forgiveness, only your courage to change, excuse me, only your courage to choose the latter becomes tenable. To quote Martin Luther King, Here I stand, I can do no more. Stand tall, my dear self. Your virtues remain intact. Celebrate this and scorn those actions you took which violated them. Forgive yourself as I have. You can do no other. Yours, Joseph. Sorry, that was a bit long letter. And I, again, apologize for the occasional pauses. I am reading handwritten notes. <laughs> but... That offers me, again, a good glimpse and that I've got to forgive myself for needing help. And it's okay. It doesn't change anything. And that's something I'm just going to have to repeat to myself. Repeatedly, probably. There's no shame in asking for help. When I get to a point to where I can forgive myself and openly accept the goodness that my family has given to me, which is truly my goal, I hope then perhaps maintain the, the best possible integrity in my day-to-day -day life. To accept such a wonderful gift. And to take advantage above all 
of such a wonderful gift. There would be more, nothing more agonizing than for me to receive such a wonderful gift and not utilize it to its fullest extent, extensible use. I mean, that would be mistakenly horrible. So as a component to this, I, I do need to maintain integrity. Broadly speaking, I need to maintain integrity. Now it so happens that in Orlando jail, we were also given tasks to write or meditate with respect to certain words or phrases, mainly just words. And one of the words that was given to us was, in fact, integrity. So let me share here what I wrote on that. And don't worry, it's not several pages like my letter to myself. <laughs> You don't need to stab your eyes out. <laughs> uh, it's a short definition because we were given very short time to compose what a word meant to us. And it just so happened integrity was brought up years ago. And I think it's important that I revisit it considering that I have good fortune so the short definition or description that I wrote to my journal on the word integrity was as follows. When considering integrity, I ponder not just the concept of honesty or truthfulness, but rather the concept of being whole or solid or reliable. This underscores the fact that integrity is not just the result of a single act, but is rather a state of being, a process. When no, with no terminus, Excuse me. When I consider my recent past, I note how my general character suffered. I was not intact, nor whole, nor solid. The reasons for these states were many. And I'd be lazy to 
attribute this to mere dishonesty. My sense of self was crumbling. My virtues of loyalty, courage, reliability, rationality, and honesty all suffered. Ergo, my integrity, my wholeness suffered and collapsed. One must therefore not think of integrity as a single act, nor even a primary state. It is a process. Exercised without rest. And is the secondary state derived from the strength of one's virtues. And practice each day. It is the refined metal, the ore extracted from daily life. And that's it. See, I told you it wasn't that bad. But I have to maintain integrity to be honest with my siblings and to thank them. And be honest with my family and to thank them even further. Because I've truly been given an incredible opportunity and gift that most people in life would never see. And has shown to me how deeply I am loved. I've been in depressive states in the past where I say, Nobody loves me. And now everyone has permission, and not only permission, a duty to slap me. (laughs) Because I have clear indicators that my family does deeply care for me and love me. And beyond that, I have friends that deeply care and love me. I've cultivated quite a good group of people over the years. I'm very thankful for that. So that's the thing. 
in order for me to maintain integrity. I have to acknowledge the truth that I'm being given the highest support possible by my family and they're doing all they can to show they love me more so than any other person would ever see in their life so for all that I have profoundly deep fortune. And for me to say otherwise would violate my integrity. And as I just said in that little reading, a little clipping from Orlando Jail. <laughs> I don't want to lose that aspect of my character. I want to maintain my integrity. And I intend to. As I've said before, it's truly amazing how people come out of the woodwork to show their love and support for you. I wish it was for better circumstances, I really do. Why couldn't it be us planning a trip together? Choosing a fine restaurant to go to? Anything. Just about anything would be better than these circumstances. But alas, dire as they are, I suppose my loved ones felt they had no choice but to express their love. And it's my job to show that back because that's how I'll maintain my integrity. So with that said, I think I'm going to come to the conclusion of this week's podcast. I apologize that it's a shorter one. Just bear with me as I go through the motions. It takes a considerable amount of energy for me 
to just do these podcasts alone. The energy in me is, for the most part, sapped. (laughs) And I can only really get out the most important thoughts that come my way. But I think with this podcast, it's given me some direction in my life. Old direction, things I've already known, but things I can apply to this scenario. That is to forgive myself for receiving so many good forms of support from my family. the integrity to appreciate it and welcome it and thank them every chance I get. At least I think that's what it spells down to. If you're on Anchor and you disagree, I think Anchor is opening discussion lines for every podcast. So, that being said, I think you can type away on there and say, Hey, you're stupid, you forgot something. Or, hey, you're even more stupid because you have a stupid nose. I don't know. Um... But uh, that's only on Anchor. And uh, check it out. It might be kind of cool. I haven't read any comments yet because I don't think most people know about it. But I just found out about it today that they're basically just opening all all the uh, podcasts to discussion. So... That's kind of neat. And again, that's only on Anchor. So it's not on Apple. It's not on any other device out there. So there you have it. And if you support the podcast, definitely click on it. Click that you're going to follow it. Turn on notifications so you're aware of future podcasts. Sometimes something of a lot of gravitas happens and I have to post a special podcast. You just never know. (laughs) But you've already done the one thing that I ask most of all my listeners, and that is you've listened in, you've listened to the podcast, and for me, that's the greatest gift you could give me, 
is to listen to what I have to say and the thoughts that come out of my mind, what's left of it. <laughs> I've had enough head injuries. <laughs> Pretty soon what's going to come out of my head is going to be just porridge. <laughs> but at least for now, I appreciate your support and you listening to me and taking my voice further. Don't forget to share it with others, too, at the very least. And so, for that, I absolutely thank you. Absolutely thank you. But, for now, I think I've got to break off and skedaddle. And for now, it's just off you to say. <laughs>